0: Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. He's facing four simultaneous lawsuits, has had seven ex-members go to the police over sexual abuse involving minors. But Bruce Goddard is not slowing down. He's still more than willing to collect your checks. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. Uh, Bruce Goddard, in one of his Morning Moments YouTube videos, just announced their new treasure offering for their children's ministry. We
1: have uh, usually a big March offering, call it a March Gladness offering, and then uh, in November, a Victory Rally offering. We've done it for various projects new roofs, new uh, um, paying off the mortgage, or whatever, many different projects. Um, but with the COVID mess up that cl- locked everything down, we didn't have our spring offering. And then we're um, getting too, too near to November to have two offerings. So we just said we're going to take September and we're just going to call it uh, our treasure offering. We've got 20 uh, treasure chests out there. If you watched online, you've probably seen them. The goal is that each box <coughs> would raise $20,000, 20, 20, $20. dollars And if our 20 boxes raise 2020, that's going to put over $40,000 into our children's ministry. And that's our, our our treasure is our children.
0: If you're not familiar with Bruce Goddard, he's the pastor of Faith Baptist Church in Wildemar, California, a church that's no stranger to sexual uh, misconduct among its staff and often involving minors. To give you a simple timeline, if you're not familiar at all with Bruce Goddard or the ministry there... In 1991 and 1992, Laverne Paul Fox engaged in sexual relationships with minors, uh, guilting them into silence, and upon discovering the situation, Pastor Bruce Goddard allegedly ordered Fox to leave the state. From 1998 to 2013, youth pastor Victor Montero began sexually preying on three teenage girls. Rachel Peach was 15 years old, Leah Ramirez left the church at 15 due to sexual advances, and April Lavia was groomed from the age of 14 and eventually became a victim of sexual abuse. In 2013, Goddard sent Montero to start a new church called Menifee Baptist Church. In 2016, Montero suddenly left Menifee Baptist Church for undisclosed reasons.
1: A youth pastor has been arrested in Wildemar. Detectives say he sexually assaulted several children over a nearly 20-year period. Authorities arrested 45-year-old Victor Montero. After what they're calling an extensive investigation into allegations, he abused multiple children between 1999 and last year. The young people who grow up here have learned to work with people. They've learned to work in rest homes. They've learned to work on bus routes. They've learned to go soul winning They've learned to sing, to minister back to the church that feeds them. Too many churches raise a youth department that's just a party. And I'm for partying. I'm for fun. I'm for it. But, uh, but fun is the mechanism to get grooming and training done. Um, you know brother Brother Victor 'd tell you the reason he came here was girls and pizza He, he said right out, the only reason he came and uh, i don 't know why Steve Rowe came, but it was probably not Jesus. Well, it probably was. You were godly heathen but i 'm um, not against fun, and young people are built to play but uh, but our, our youth depart, our youth ministry is built around service. And so many churches just say, well, we just gotta keep the kids in church. Well, who cares if they're heathen? Who cares if you keep them in church and they don't love God? What difference does it make? You will be in the bar. Do you know there's nothing different between a bar and a church if you don't love God?
0: In 2017, another church volunteer, Gerald Arnold Nelson, is arrested for possession of child pornography. The church has a history of both allegations and documented evidence of protecting abusers, First, you have Bruce Goddard allegedly failing to report Laverne Paul Fox's sexual misconduct with minors in 1982 and urging him to leave the state. This story was used as leverage over Victor Montero's victims when Victor calmly reminded Rachel Peach that, quote, preacher won't do anything. But here's the thing. Not reporting abuse is not some unwritten rule at Faith Baptist Church in Wildemar. It's literally a written one. In January 2020, a former member and victim of abuse from Faith Baptist of Wildemar shared the church's three-page whistleblower policy. The instructions are crystal clear. Quote, a supervisor who becomes aware of suspected misconduct should not report the case to an authorized law enforcement officer without first discussing the case, with the pastor, appointed deacon, staff member, or female reporter. Now, this just plain violates the law. If you know of abuse involving a child, you are supposed to go directly to law enforcement. There shouldn't be anybody standing between you and law enforcement. And so to have even a team of people that are designated reporters at the church, which they all are by law, uh, they are mandated reporters, it is the responsibility of anybody who knows about something like this to go directly to the police and not go to some middleman. And here's the issue. Bruce Goddard has shown time and time again that he's going to prioritize the reputation of the church over the safety of the victim every single time. And keep in mind, the pastor is to be unquestioned, which is almost always an ingredient for disaster in these types of cases. Just listen to this clip really quick from Goddard's son-in-law, Matt Peterson.
2: I'm not gonna get stuck on all the reasons behind why Preacher says what he says, but we can trust him. It's He's had a proven um, recipe for all of these years, all these thirty-seven years, and and people who followed the recipe ends up with a good dessert at the end. Um, that's just the bottom line. People who decide which pieces of the recipe they want to keep or not end up with a pretty yucky-tasting thing at the end. And uh, and so, of course, God has His mercy in certain areas, and and uh, and there's so many different exceptions to the rules. But um, I would just. Just based on my testimony and my parents' testimony would say, "Just listen to the man of God, and uh, he's got some wisdom, some spiritual wisdom that we as the king of our lives we don't see, but the man of God God gives God gave it to the man of God in this story, not to the king he didn't give that wisdom to the king and sometimes God gives it to our man of God and not to us where our job is to listen. Um, There's so much, there's so much more that uh, I've got so many more points of things that preacher says that we should follow, but I'm going to keep going.
0: It also doesn't help that the church borrows teaching liberally from the church known for its abuse scandals, which is First Baptist Church of Hammond, Indiana. The church recently advertised a class for young girls called Blue Denim and Lace based on a book originally developed by cult leader, adulterer, and defender of abusers, Jack Hiles.
1: There's two men, you go into my office, here's my desk to my right, there's a picture of my pastor who's in heaven. Pastor Brother Hiles, Dr. Jack Hiles was my pastor and dear friend and, and director for many, many years. And his picture's right there. Down on the desk next to it is a picture of Brother Hiles and a poem, Don't Quit. And he's been an influence on my life. Rarely would a day go by when I don't think about him, remember something he taught me, read something he wrote, listen to a sermon. You see, Simon had enough sense to continue with the one that had trained him, that had either led him to Christ or was instrumental in him getting saved. And Simon continued, let me just say this, you need spiritual leaders.
0: With this history, would you really feel compelled to raise $40,000 to this man's children fund of all places? On top of how on top of all this, it's incredibly tone-deaf since COVID has affected the income of many, especially in California, in an area that's already notoriously expensive. And it's coming a time where four people are currently suing the church because of sexual misconduct. One wonders, shouldn't the church be allocating resources to help these victims? shouldn't they be allocating 40 50 60 who knows the number to try to assist all of the victims that have come out of this ministry but instead what they're doing is hosting these uh this offering they're having these testimonies given from selected group of people who will uh, speak positively about the church the whole thing is completely disgusting and again i ask you would you support a ministry that has this kind of history and frankly I don't think that you would. All right, guys, let me know your thoughts on this episode. And uh, if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube, drop a comment. Let me know what you have to say. If you're on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. Uh, Drop a thumbs up on this video so I know uh, that you appreciate the message here. If you're listening on the podcast, be sure to join us in the Preacher Boys official discussion group. We'd love to keep the conversation going over there. And if you really enjoy the show and you'd like to support it, be sure to head over to patreon.com preacherboys preacher boys. There's plenty of ways to support the show. Uh, all of the episodes and everything that's produced for the show is available free to the public. It'll always be free, but it gives you some early access and some other perks there. So be sure to check out patreon.com preacherboys to check that out. I hope to keep shedding a light on abuse within independent fundamental Baptist churches. All right, guys, I'll talk to you on the next episode. Have a great day.